Hello and welcome back to the Rethink Podcast with Rachel Corsi and Erica Timrak. I am so happy to be here for the official fifth episode of our show, whereby we're going to call this one a special edition pre-World Cup Insight. It's very exciting um, because we have Rachel Corsi, our co-host, who's actually headed to the World Cup in, do you have the countdown, 20-ish days? Oh, now I feel underprepared. I don't have the countdown. You don't have the countdown? <laughs> I have the countdown. Hold I'm on, not hold. even playing in it. Please hold. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're really excited. We are doing a little special take on leading up to the World Cup. Um, it's a huge deal uh, for our Royals team because we have girls from the U.S. playing, Canada, Scotland, and New Zealand. Um, so it'll be really fun to follow along with that. Um, yes, I am American, but I also am part Scottish now. Wow, look at you. <laughs> So proud. Getting loudy in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you just used that. I know. It's I spoke funny. to your fiance Mark on Saturday and he said that you've really embraced the Scottish and I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. Thank like, you. Like so proud. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for filling. I've managed to work out it is indeed 25 days till our first game on the 9th of June against England. Um, wow. And really quickly, that's just like a huge rival right off the bat. Like it, what a game is. to open it, it up is. with. Um it's not like a that's not a fluff game as you would call it. A fluff game. I'm not sure any of the games in the World Cup will be fluff games, for, especially for Scotland. <laughs> I don't know if that's an American thing. We'll ask Becky or Kelly or Kristen when they get back how their fluff games were. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's 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 really exciting. I think um, this is something that maybe over here, not everyone is aware of, but it's, it's probably one of back home certainly in Europe, is considered one of the biggest rivalries ever, which. Um, it's fun for fans and the media and I think to hype it up. I think it's really going to be a big spectacle for the World Cup itself. It's something that we can um, use to help promote the game. But uh, yeah. I think, I don't know how everyone else feels, but I, I know a lot of the England girls. Um, I've played with some of them, been teammates. I've got good friends there. I think that's a fun part is that we're all going to be on this stage. Um, yeah. That's arguably the pin- pinnacle of football. You know what's crazy? This is just a quick side note, but I have found that like, so I'm from Florida, and if someone was like, oh, are you from, like, Georgia or Alabama? Like, I wouldn't take any offense to it. I'd just be like, no, I'm from Florida. Right. But, like, if I was like, oh, are you from England? Like, I feel like you would, like, behead me in, in <laughs> <laughs> right then and there. Like, it is so, like, that's how big the right. rivalry is, is that, like, yeah. it's, it's like, offensive. To be clear, I'm not, I'm not an aggressive person. I wouldn't behead you. But, um, yeah, there'd be words had. You wouldn't be making that mistake again, that's for sure. <laughs> Cool. It's a big rivalry. It's fun, and it's something that makes it adds to the occasion. Let's let's go with that. Cool. All right. Well, so this podcast, we're gonna go over the brackets, a little background on the World Cup, maybe have some predictions, and then a little Q and A with Corsi as she preps to go to France and kind of how she's feeling. And uh, right. yeah, we're excited for that. So let's get the let's get the ball rolling. Okay. Well, um, as the well prepared co host that I am, I actually did some research last night and. This was shocking to me. When do you think... I'm going to ask you this back, actually. When do you think the World Cup... When was the first Women's World Cup? Um, I'm going to say 1964. Wow. <laughs> Is that terrible? <laughs> it's terrible because it has to be an odd number. Like, it has to be an odd year. But <laughs> that's just a mathematical thing that okay. as, like, a, okay. a numbers person, I'm like, right. well, E, that was silly. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no, listen to this, though. It, there has only ever been eight Women's World Cups. And the first one was 1991 in China. Like really? 1991. So like, that's a year I'm I was born. That's a, yeah, that's a year I was born. So the World yeah. Cup is old as I. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. You have the same Deep. history. <laughs> that is, that's wild, though. And I don't think a lot it of people is. know that. Yeah. God, why did I say 64? Can we scratch that, Ryan? Can <laughs> we take that right, out? We're keeping that. We're keeping that. <laughs> God, that is brutal. But wow, no, is... 1991. That is crazy. So yeah, it's awesome that we have a Women's World Cup. For sure. But I think to know that there's this will be the eighth Women's World Cup ever, I think makes us a huge part of history yeah. and a huge part of... And I do think it shows how far like the World Cup and women's soccer has come because oh, right. I don't think in 91 people were talking about it the way they are now. Um, For sure. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's... in that year, there was only 12 teams who played in the tournament and now wow. there's 24 um was scotland one of them well we're coming to that actually <laughs> okay i'm gonna hold on that all right and use it for my next little okay question okay so um, uh yeah a- any more any more tidbits that you found last well, night? well i've got, I've got a couple research let's just, for those who don't know this world this year's world cup will begin on june 7th france will kick it off of course being that it's going to be in france um very 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 fun thing to look forward to for sure for fans for me as a player you as a player yeah for sure um there are this is the next part of the quiz by the way for you which you didn't know was happening um there are four teams who are going to be there this time for the first time ever okay can you guess them uh i'm gonna guess scotland right um let's see okay uh cameroon um nope. no nope um wow this is tough netherlands no uh, netherlands are very very good oh yeah okay but i'm looking <laughs> at all the teams and i'm like all right. these teams are solid said, right yeah so how about instead of you just judging me <laughs> and making these like absurd faces how about you just tell me the answer this is the thing if you're gonna quiz me you gotta be <laughs> like not a total biatch about it <laughs> okay that was fair okay Pol- i apologize um, okay, well here here you go, Chile. Okay, which I was surprised at. Yeah, um, for sure. Especially I, like I feel like all South American countries are just like bred with soccer in their blood. Yeah, we actually played Chile last month, and they're a good team. We've played them before as well, you know. Yeah. But I guess qualification is tough. Um, mm-hmm. Then the next one is Jamaica. Interesting. Um, which we'll come back to that in a little while also. Um, and then the final one is um, South Africa. Interesting. So, Very cool. Awesome for those countries who get to be there for the first time, including us. Um, part of history. That's awesome. Here you go. I think I think you'll have more success on this one. Whatever. There are five teams who've been at every World Cup so far. Give me them. Five teams that have been at every World Cup so far. Yeah. Um, US. Yes. Um, Germany. Yes. England. No. I was quite surprised at that. Brazil. But yes. Um, two more. Uh, these two are kind of slightly harder. Well, one is. I don't know. Norway. Yes. Why are you so surprised? Because yes. that, that would have been the one I don't think I would have got. Uh, Sweden? Yes. Okay, cool. Wow. Hell yeah, man. You really redeemed yourself. <laughs> I've got a sneaky suspicion you pulled your phone up and cheated. <laughs> That's so not true. Uh, mm. I'm just a redemption mm. type of girl. Okay. <laughs> Given yet. Anyway, that's that was my little World Cup insight for you. Cool. I'm relying heavily on Wikipedia there. Um, I love Wikipedia. You can find anything you want to know about anything or anyone, and you know... It's reliable information. Mm. It's a quote from The right. Office, but you don't watch I, it. I don't so. watch The Office. <laughs> All I right. have seen it. Let's anyway. go uh, Let's go over the brackets. Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to do? Predict uh, who's going to top the group? Yeah. Okay. Group A. Okay. France, Korea Republic, Norway, Nigeria. Okay. Uh, France. Yeah, I've got France too. Okay. Has to be. Cool. Um, group B. Germany, China, Spain, South Africa. Um, Definitely Germany. 
Mm. See, I actually think Spain might top this one. I think Spain are an outsider. Maybe not an outsider because I'm sure, you know, over the last few years they've done very, very, very well. Yeah. But I think I'm going to say Spain. Okay. The other one in there is China have spent a lot of time together. Yeah. They've been in an intensive camp since October or something. For sure. And Asian football is always very disciplined and tidy. And like, you know that like technically like they are, I don't know the word, but they're going to be very, very on top of that. Yeah. Well, they're very true to their style. They they often play a very different style to what we're used to. And a a lot of teams, especially European teams, don't get a lot of experience playing against countries like that. Yeah, Um, exactly. Because there's so many European countries, our schedule's fairly packed with qualifying games. We typically play within Europe a lot of the time. So yeah. that could be that could be tricky yeah. in Group B. Uh, group C, we have Australia, Italy, Brazil, Jamaica. Wow. That's a tough group. Initially, I have, you know, like Brazil, but I think I'm going to go with Australia. And I know that you're totally going to be against that. But but yeah, yeah I, actually, I mean, I think I definitely think Australia. I think they have some really good young players. I think there's a few players that play in our league and they're quite quality. Um, and I know that they've been they've been grinding the past few years. So I'm excited to see them play. Yeah, I'm certainly interested to see them play because I think possibly in the past they've had a quick surge in what I would say is hmm, what's the word? Maybe how they're viewed. Okay. Just their perception. Okay. Um, and I think it'll be really interesting for them because I think in the past they've not had that expectation whereas now a lot of people are putting a lot of pressure on them to say we think Australia are going to do very well and I'm intrigued to see how that goes because um, I actually think not too many years ago I remember playing against them and I think I remember it was a very close game Um, I actually think we won but just leave that there Um, no but it, it was a close game and I just feel like the, the expectation and pressure they have is very different and I feel like in the past they've probably had a similar kind of sensation that we have as Scotland whereby yeah. being the underdog works in our favour. For sure. And the, the the biggest thing as an athlete and performing is like pressure. Right. And pressure can like make or break someone but when you don't have pressure sometimes it's so easy. Not, I don't want to say easy but it is so much easier to perform on a higher stage because you don't have that added pressure to you. And it's almost yeah. like a more of a relaxing like you can just be relaxed going in mm-hmm. because there's no expectations it certainly adds the mental stress which yeah. you cannot disregard in these tournaments and um, that is a big part for sure so oh. you have you have brazil i have australia yeah okay i also wouldn't be shocked if italy get a result in there yeah um another very disciplined team who've kind of been fairly quiet on the radar in europe again yeah um they were one of the top teams a few years ago and now have i think they've had a bit of a transition phase but i think they're they're building back up they've a a number of younger players coming through who are maturing and um yeah cool. i think i wouldn't be shocked to see them shock both either let's not say both either australia or brazil cool. and um to be totally honest jamaica's a little bit of an unknown quantity so yeah be interesting to see that'll be too. an interesting group for yeah. sure yeah it is i love that i love i love talking soccer it's so much fun right you can get carried away um okay group d that is england Scotland, Argentina, Japan. Man, that's a that's a tough one. Right. Do you want to know why? Because Japan's one of my favorite teams. They've always mm-hmm. have been. I think they're so um, true to how they want to play. They're disciplined. They're tidy. They're technical. They're extremely proficient in small passes. And I love that style of play. Um, it's right. one of my favorites. And I always enjoy watching them. Even I feel like they have a younger group this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
And I think that might be one of their downfalls is that when you come into an, a tournament like this, you want experience, you want leadership. And I'm not slamming young players at all. I think they're important to the game, but I do think that it might um, be one of their you know weaknesses. But at the same time, I do like their style of play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Japan just because you're in the room. Right. And I like to. You didn't want me to walk out when you said England. I got it. Yeah. Got it. But I'm going to say Scotland's my number two. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Because um, I do like, I like that you guys are the underdog. Yeah. I think it's, it's a very tough group. I mean, Japan were runners up the last World Cup. England finished third place. Like, it's, it's going to be very tough for us. Yeah. Um, I agree with what you said about Japan. I think they're very, very, very good technically. Um, I did hear, though, that they're playing against Iceland and Gunny was giving me some inside info, I think, oh, in the last international scouting. day. Yeah, you know. Um, she actually said they went long a little bit more than usual. So interesting. that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, She Believes Cup. They had a pretty good tournament. Um, I do remember they, when they played England, I think there was at least five or six players who started that game who were getting their first ever cap. Yeah, so, yep, for sure. Um, well, congratulations to everyone who did that that's always an awesome feeling <laughs> I'm sure they're listening right now <laughs> right to all the japan players <laughs> really proud of you um no I'm j- but like in all seriousness the play of your country is amazing and so i think they maybe are in a transition period where they're bringing in new players but like you say they'll be very very good um and they definitely do have that experience within the pack so tough games for us i am going to not comment on who i think will win group d and just move on to group e cool um, classy you know <laughs> rare moment yeah Okay, Group E, Canada, Cameroon, New Zealand, Netherlands, who are not in the tournament for the first time. Thank you for that. <laughs> God. Um, I'm going to go with Canada. Okay, I'm going to go with Netherlands. Cool. Like, won the Euros. Yeah, had a very tough time in qualifying, actually. Made it through in the playoffs, which was a little bit of a surprise, although they did have a tricky group um, within their qualifying, but... Um, it's always good to see the top teams there and I think they'll definitely be in a good place they have some very very good players Nadia um, right Nadia who Nadine she's Denmark but close oh, god <laughs> I hit <laughs> no. myself Ryan we need to cut that as well we are not cutting that either <laughs> um, no Lika Martins she plays at Barcelona just now yeah. she's very very good yeah. um, man number 9 prolific goal scorer had a great year in England um, I think they'll be definitely worth watching um, and I'm going to have them to win that group final group we have is group f usa thailand chile and sweden um definitely thailand i'm sorry i, <laughs> I <had> mean to- <laughs> I, that's atrocious chat um i'm yeah. not commenting on anything because i mean what i've i'm from scotland i've had a number of tough experiences as a Scotland fan and Scotland player, <laughs> I'm sure. So I'm not in a place to mock anybody. No, I'm. Sh- I, I I definitely agree with you, and I think that uh, it's exciting for all teams. Um, and I am gonna go with the U.S. on this one, but I am excited to see the other teams play. Yeah, you're I not mean, gonna come on this group. Why? <laughs> um, no, I am. I think. Um, I think the U.S. will win it. Yeah, I know. Obviously, Sweden had a little bit of an upset at the Olympics, and I know that's still a very very sore point for. Yeah, Team USA for sure. Um, I just can't see them slipping slipping up again in, in the group stages, but I think it will be USA, Sweden, one and two. Yeah, wow. Going over these brackets makes me realize how competitive this tournament's going to be. Yeah, it's very like, tough. Yeah, it's actually possible to finish third place and go through though. So twenty four teams dropped to sixteen. So there's only oh, yeah, six that's groups. Right. Yeah. So top one and two definitely, and then the best four third place teams will progress. And I'm sure it's a tricky algorithm to work out how that goes. So we're not going to get into that. 
Um, I'm just going to hope that Scotland is one of those teams. Yeah. We'll be rooting for you. Um, I'm sure everybody on the podcast subscribers will well, be hope so. yeah rooting for you for scotland um yeah, yeah. so kind of wanted to transition into just a little bit of q a about you know your sure. time leading into the world cup and your experience and everything like that are you ready i'm ready i did not prep around this so these are her raw answers <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's been no prep okay so describe the moment the exact moment where you knew that you were not chosen for the world cup roster but that your team was going through to the world cup wow Ah, it's okay. Okay, where to start? Um, we were actually in Albania. Okay. Um, it was our final group state, our final group game. Um, we just played Switzerland the week before, and we'd beaten them two one, which actually wasn't enough to, um, go through. Go through with us essentially having control in that final group match. Um, it, how it works is if you, however you finish. If you're if you're level on points, which we potentially could have been with Switzerland, it goes to head to heads. So we'd lost one nil in Switzerland, and that second last game was in Scotland. We'd beat them two one, so the away goal that they'd scored in Scotland was actually going to be what would have taken them through as the group winners. Okay. Um, however, they had to face Poland, who were the third seeded team in our group, um, and Poland are a very very good team at the moment. Um, they're very young, but very tricky opponents we had a tough time against them both home and away um and so we knew it wasn't definitely over and we knew we had to win in albania to secure second place which would more than likely have put us into the playoffs which wasn't an overly enviable task given the other teams that looked like they were going to be in there as i mentioned obviously the netherlands were going to be there i think denmark were there um there was good teams who were going to have to go through that process so um anyway we knew that Switzerland playing Poland wasn't necessarily an easy match. However, the games are always played at the same time because it's a final group game. Obviously, like match fixing and things that exist these days. Um, games are played at the same time, so that can't happen. And so it's like the 90th minute in Albania, and all of a sudden, we're winning 1-0. We're winning 1-0? No, we're winning 2-1. Okay. And all of a sudden, the bench, our bench, st- it stands up, and there's like a little bit of anxiousness uh-huh. going on, which when you're on the field, like no one was feeding us that information, but you could kind of just sense like there's yeah. something happened and there's a strong chance that the other game could be finished. You know, if there was yeah. less added time, like there's just yeah. slightly off. So all of a sudden the players on the pitch start to be a bit more nervous. And we're just wasting time. And I mean, Albania are the worst ranked team in our group, but to go to Albania, to play in these countries, yeah, Eastern Europe, sure. it's really hard. Yeah. So we're kind of hanging on, we're hanging on. I just remember the final whistle went and the whole bench just like surged onto yeah, the pitch. Yeah, I saw that video. Um, yeah, I still watch it sometimes. Um <laughs> And it, it's kind of hard to put into words. The best thing to do is to go and watch the video um, to just kind of encapsulate how the raw emotion was in that moment. For sure. And yeah, it's still hard to put words on it. I think, you know, a lot, literally a lot of people say like, is it a dream come true or it must be a dream come true? And it actually isn't because even getting to the World Cup was so far off being on, I think, most people's radar that it you didn't even, even dream of it. That's wild. So yeah, to be to be going is just surreal. To have qualified was surreal. It's, it's just been a really 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 awesome eight months of just trying to take in everything about it and and just try and both prepare yourself and do absolutely everything you can to be in the best physical condition but also just try and stay present and enjoy every moment because there's a process from since we qualified and all the fun things you get to be a part of in the build-up to the actual tournament and the tournament itself of course and while we had suspicions that you would always be on this team you recently found out what a couple days ago that you actually made the world cup roster 
Right. So on Monday. Congratulations, the, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. On Monday was the official phone call. And that makes it real. Like that. Right. That just completely solidifies it for you. Yeah. I might have got a little emotional. Oh. I know. It's uh, weird. We're in the locker room and Corsi came up to me and was just like looking at me and I'm like, what's what's up? And she's like, I got a phone call. And I'm just thinking like, oh shit, what happened? And then she's like, I'm going to the World Cup. And I was just like, that's old news. <laughs> I was like, congrats. I think she wanted more. And now looking back, I feel like I should have given her a little more. But it was just right. always, it was always. Tough love. That's yeah. how we roll. That's why our, this friendship has flourished <laughs> and continues to blossom. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that Monday was a phone call. And then actually this morning was the official announcement on social media and in the in the media in general i guess not just social media which is just really fun it's fun for yeah you know people back home and family and friends to just connect with you and reach out are you um, gonna have any family and friends make the trip to france yes so really? many so many yeah. yeah that's so exciting because that's just like a little quick little flight it is yeah. it's quick little just over an hour oh Ed- wow. edinburgh to paris it's like flying to denver right super easy um but yeah, that's that's actually going to be really really cool. I've got a lot of family and friends who are making the trip. Wow, that's um, awesome! It's cool yeah. that it's in Europe, so that like, yeah, it's yeah. And I think that'll be amazing to have. There's obviously a number of European teams there, and it's so easy to travel around Europe that I think yeah, all those countries will bring a huge amount of following. Um, and even countries who aren't there, I think it's going to be a spectacle for everyone. I think for people sure. who feel like they can get there will absolutely be there. Um, I did actually hear yesterday. Um, one of my best friends texted me to say please tell me you've got us tickets because I've just heard it's sold out. Oh, um, wow. And there's going to be 40,000 people at the England game for the opener. That's insane. Them. That's yeah, awesome. That's, that's, you that's couldn't cool. ask for anything more. Yeah, it'll be really cool. That'll be, God, that's such a such a cool thing. So let me ask you, obviously it's no secret that Scotland are kind of the underdogs, especially. We are, yeah. Yeah, and um, some people embrace that stereotype. Some people find, take offense to it. Um, I think as athletes, we've all been in that situation. Can you t- kind of explain to me like how your thoughts are? Do you like being the underdog? Do you uh, use it as like a little chip on your shoulder? I think so. I think it fits it fits well with what comes naturally to us as Scottish people, whereby we always feel always feel like we're a little hard done by, and we've always got that kind of toughness and I'll show you mentality. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I, th- I think it's quite nice. I think it takes away a lot of pressure that perhaps you could feel in these circumstances. Um, we have a we have a great group who are very united, and I think. I feel that's something that a lot of people say, oh, we've got, you know, the teams together. Um, but I really do feel like the current group of players have something um, just a little bit more special than what I've maybe felt in the past. And I think we've just grown in confidence and we understand what we're capable of together. Yeah, I think that's a big thing. You know, it's it's less so about reliance on individuals and um, it's like, what can this group do as one? And we are stronger together and we have this common goal and um it's just a fun fun environment to be around yeah um, i th- think that'll help us do give ourselves the best chance to do as well as we possibly can yeah for sure i think that having that as one mentality and when you say this team is special i think team morale is uh an extremely underrated thing uh in for athletics sure. and um i've been a part of teams who've been a little more individualistic and then I've been part of teams who are literally so cohesive that every little piece has to work and when they do it's magical right um so I do think that team morale and team chemistry uh plays a huge part into it and I think that gives you guys you know an advantage and um I hope so yeah very cool thanks very very cool 
Um, and then just as we send you off, cause you leave next week, correct? I do. Yeah. As we send you off, what is, uh, like what, what's your overall feeling? Are you excited? Are you anxious? Are you just wanting to get over there? Talk us through it. Um, I've, I really have been torn about it because of course I absolutely cannot wait. It's the world cup. First and foremost, there's that. But then also I think it'll be nice the way it works. I'm also going to, when I go home, there's going to be time or a couple of days where I get to see family and friends before we physically go to France. And I think that's going to be really something mm-hmm. I'm going to try and enjoy to just unwind before yep. I build back up. Yeah. Um. Then the other side of that, I'm really sad to be leaving here. Yeah. Um, truly, because I think um, the culture where I come from, the league would, would almost always stop. There would be a long enough break in the league that I wouldn't necessarily, I definitely wouldn't miss games. Yeah. Like there's no other player that I know that's going to be at the tournament that's going to miss games other than players who play in the NWSL. Right. And that's really sad. And I think like not necessarily because like, I feel like, well, if I'm not on the team, then what are the team going to do? Yeah. Like, even if I never stepped foot on the field for those potentially four or five games that I might miss, just to be here feels, for it, sure. and it feels weird to not be here yeah. um, and have a different project and a different focus. There's some kind of guilt about that, which is like not, I mean, I don't know how to put it. I guess like I wish, I just wish I didn't have to experience that. Like yeah. I wish I could be present for the whole season here. And for be sure. committed to the team that's how i believe club football should be so yeah well as your teammate i'm telling you and i think i speak for our entire team when i say this that we are over the moon for you and so excited and you have nothing but our full support and i think that being able to watch you this summer on this insane international stage is going to be an extremely special moment for our team um so yeah we're so excited for you thanks yeah of course i say that a lot of better move move training so if there's Class and clash and schedule. There's no way Laura would ever put training during a World Cup game. Right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. You're right. That was silly. We know Coach better than that. Okay. Wait. One last. One last World Cup question. Okay. Um, who's your money on to win it? I don't like this question. Oh right. We're playing that game. No. It, but it's like I have I have teammates and I have really good friends on all these teams. Wait. So well, you're not. I mean, the only one <laughs> team can win. Like. I know. I know. God. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, this is really tough. It really is. <laughs> it, it, it's tough because I think I think that actually just for a brief second I'm gonna say this. The the women's game has grown a lot. That there's now a lot of teams that you know you've got the ones who are favorites. You've got the ones who might be an out, outside bet, and then you've got teams who could potentially cause an upset. Yeah. No, for sure. That's new in the women's game. I it think. is, and that's a big deal. Um. So initially, I I truly thought think that the U.S. is gonna win it, and then. When I take a step back and really look at it, I'm like, man, France has a really good chance. Right. They're hosting it. Um, the men just won it. Right. I don't know. I feel like a lot of uh, factors are in their favor. I'm going to go between France and the U.S. I can't <sighs> put my money on either. I actually can't bet because I'm a women's soccer player in You're general. Right. So that's illegal. It is. So Don't break rules. Yeah. It's just a game. <laughs> keep it Keep it fun. Keep exactly. it to the podcast. It's definitely between France and U.S. for me. Well, would you have it? That's actually exactly what I've written down in my little notepad really yep my two two teams who i think are an outside bet to get far just because i can't sit here and say france and u.s because that makes for no conversation um i'm going to say canada and spain okay two teams who i think a little outside bet to possibly sneak through in the knockout rounds and maybe maybe cause an upset somewhere i don't know i think yeah cool that's what i'm gonna say and then yeah i think the u.s for me is i think france have a great chance i think on paper they're a very good team with the U.S., so there's just something about you know they're just relentless. That's yeah. how it, whenever you play them, they're just relentless. They keep coming and keep coming. They have those individual players who, you know, they can be out the game and they just need that one moment. And yeah, we've seen it before. Yeah, um, 
you know, Carly Lloyd, Megan Pino, they they can just turn it on. Yeah, in the for sure. Eye. And I think that always makes them absolutely in with a shout. Definitely. Okay, awesome. Well, um, cool. Well, we're not going to make any promises, but we're hopefully going to be speaking with Corsi while she's over in France. Um, Indeed. In between games, and we can uh, get her on the pod and kind of see how it's going over there, which would be very exciting. Um, and we would love to hear your guys' predictions as well. So if you want to tweet in and let us know kind of how you feel about the brackets and who's going to be the underdog, who's going to be the team that upsets everyone, who's going to win, we would love to hear it. Hashtag rethink handles at etimrack and at Rachel Corsi 14. This yeah. is a f- we've made it through an entire podcast almost to the end without doing a social media plug. Yeah, that's that's gross weird. for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe not. Your desperation is just dwindling. Which is right. a, it's a good thing. Somebody did actually tweet us in the um or t- tweeted me. I don't know if you saw it, <laughs> as if they were frustrated at my self promotion and they were trying to start a campaign to encourage. Oh wow! Um, we should start a hashtag. Right. It, w- it came just to me. It was Vanessa Crisp. So apologize if I'm if I'm annoying you with my relentless attempts to get more followers. Um, she sent a funny gif and was trying to just help promote me. That's really nice. I th- I took it as it was very nice, but I also there's part of me took a little like, offense. Okay, you're getting a bit repetitive over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. On that, whilst we're here, I'm just going to say thanks for everyone who tweeted in. Um. I think everyone really enjoyed last week's show with Nedum. It was super fun, super awesome. Um. We were grateful that he could come on and give us a little insight into that. Um. We had a couple of people who also had a little shot at Word of the Week and some previous Word of the Weeks. Keep them coming. That's awesome. Actually had one. Oh, got a little special, um, from Angie Lee McDougall. What what a good Scottish name. I was gonna say I know where she's from. <laughs> yeah, um, it was actually her suggestion. This isn't word of the week. This is an extra. This is a little treat for you all. Um, foggy toddlers was what she would like word of the week to be. Foggy toddlers. Yeah. Do you want to know what it means? Yeah. That means bumblebees. I didn't actually know that one. That was new to me. Very interesting. Yeah, it's quite a mouthful. Foggy toddlers, they are. Don't. Huh. I have no idea where that could possibly come from. But then, I have no idea where any of the Scottish words could have come you from. Just, you couldn't use that in America because it was just like, you'd have to explain to someone what it was, and they'd be like, "Okay, so just say bumblebees." Right. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But or bees. <laughs> Does anyone say bumblebees? I don't anymore? think so. Um, there we are. Anyway, well, I've digressed. Not really, because it is a time in the show forward of the week. Wow. Hashtag wow. Um, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> too much, too much. Um, last week's word was haver, which I'm going to start spelling it now because I feel... That your accent throws it off. It does. Yeah. So haver, spell H-A-I-V-E-R. Okay. Haver. Do you remember what you guessed what it meant? I don't, actually. Do you want to have a second guess then? Because I don't remember either. <laughs> Pretty sure you were wrong. Okay, well, how about you just tell us then? <laughs> okay. Um, haver means... The actual definition is talk rubbish, but I know that doesn't translate very well into American. But it's more just to kind of talk nonsense. Like, you know when you're in one of those moods when you're just speaking for the sake of speaking and you're not saying much? I call that diarrhea of the mouth syndrome. There we go. Well, we would just say haver. <laughs> I like haver. that better. I think it's so, a little more PC. Right. Maybe you can adopt that. I think that would haver. be something that would fit into okay. your vocab very well. Perfect. Well, this week's word is um, a suggestion from home also. I think this is actually a bit of a south of Scotland word. But anyway, I'm going to go for it. It is a stramash. 
Stramash. You have to say it with a Scottish accent. You've got to roll that R. Okay. Remember, we practiced this before. Yep. Stramash. Stramash. I think that's very Russian. <laughs> well, I think that's because you're starting with an S-H. It's just an S. It S-T-R-A. Stroganoff. Okay. That, I don't know why you're saying that. I guess it's like... Stroganoff, I think, is... It's from Hungary, I believe. Yeah. Hungarian delicacy. Pretty good. Anyway... S T R A M A S H Stramash 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 Definition? Uh like a mashed potato dish. <laughs> what cause the word mash is in there? <laughs> okay, quick tip, it's not related to food. I'm giving you nothing else. Have a shot, tweet us, we love to hear from you. Um and I think we're about ready to wrap things up. Yeah. Well, Corsi, good luck on behalf of all the listeners and myself. We wish you uh so much luck and we wish you that you just enjoy the experience and take it in and have a ball with it because this is a once in a lifetime experience wow have a appreciate that have a laldy time (laughs) thank you so much and of course thanks again to the rsl podcast network for giving us this opportunity and the mountaineer studios in draper utah as always you can subscribe or listen on spotify itunes google play and stitcher peace and love my friends until next time Bye.